Welcome to Life After Beauty School, What I Wish Someone Told Me, a podcast for glampreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. If you struggle with building your clientele, marketing yourself on social media, working long hours behind the chair, or maybe you've been in the beauty industry for a while and you're tired of hustling and ready to run an effective business, you might want to stop and take a listen because this podcast is for you. I'm Deandra Giselle, hairstylist, business coach, and educator. I discuss real action plans and solutions to help you live a wealthy life. Now let's get into this podcast. Hello, glampreneurs. Welcome to Life After Beauty School, aka Labs. I'm Deandra Giselle, and today I'm going to talk about what to expect after beauty school and how to prepare. If you are enjoying this podcast, do me a favor and share it on your favorite social media platform. You can do this by taking a screenshot of the episode and posting. The title of this show is Life After Beauty School, and I want to discuss three main things that happen immediately after. After beauty school. So if you've been in the industry for a while, this is going to be a great reminder. If you're in beauty school, you can start before you even graduate and take your state board test. And if you are done with beauty school, you don't know where to go and where to start. This episode is especially for you. So no matter where you are in the beauty industry, you can take some information and apply it to your business because we're always learning. If you are in a program, right now. So if you're in a beauty program right now, they should already be talking to you about this. If they haven't, here's your chance to get a piece of paper, some notes, highlighter, whatever you need, and start writing down your actionable steps. So the first thing that I want to talk about is knowing where you want to go. At the end of the day, you always want to have an end game in mind. And even though it may change, you still want to have that in mind so you have somewhere to reach to or head to or go to, right? It's like the GPS. You have to put in a destination in order for the GPS to guide you. So if you don't have a destination on where you want to go, well, then how do you get the directions to get there? Okay, so that's what I want to talk to you about. You want to know where you want to be. Now, that may not mean that you have the exact salon name, but you can know the type of salon that you want to be at. So, for example, do you want to be at a more boutique-y, high-end salon? So, I'm in California. Those are your Beverly Hills salons, very high-end. You have usually have some sort of a uniform or you have to dress a certain way. The salon that I worked in, we had to wear all black and we had to be dress up in some sort of theme or style. I mean, it was down to the point where your fingernail polish couldn't be chipped. That was the standard that they had there at the salon. You are going to decide if you want to be at a high-end salon or maybe you want to be in a chain like Supercuts, Fantastic Sam's, JCPenney's, or you may want to be in a smaller salon that's more maybe like five or six hairstylists, a local salon, and it can be a larger local salon, but maybe that's where you want to go. So again, I'm in California. I do have names that I could list, but just keep those in mind. When I talk about a chain, I do believe that chain salons tend to get frowned upon for whatever reason, but a chain salon is going to help the new beauty professional that still feels lost. Every once in a while, as you guys may or may not know, I am a cosmetology instructor at a college here in Pasadena, California. Now, every once in a while, there's a student that goes through the entire program and has no idea 
what they want to do still. They don't feel confident in haircutting, hair coloring. They really feel like the basics are not there. If you're honest with yourself and you know that the basics are not there for you, you want to do a chain salon because they're going to put you through additional training. They're going to have their own training for you. They're going to walk with you step by step to teach them their way of cutting. So for example, Supercuts does that very well. They're going to teach you their way of cutting because it's about your speed, getting your clients in and out while still delivering a good service and a good haircut, but they are going to show you their way of cutting, their way of coloring. That's gonna give you that additional education you may feel you need straight out of beauty school. So I do want us to stop frowning upon chain salons because they are going to be very helpful. Also, if you are someone that needs money right away, you need stable money, your chain salons, that's where it's gonna be at because they're gonna pay you an hourly wage they may have health insurance you may get paid time off so sick time or holidays or vacation time and you have opportunities to get promoted to a manager or a regional director they just have more corporate opportunities is what I like to call them but that may not be for you I know for me that wasn't gonna work I was actually leaving the corporate world to be a hairstylist so I wanted to be in control of how much money I was making I wanted the sky to be the limit meaning no limit at all when you are working in chain salons you can only make as much as they are going to give you so whatever their hourly wage is that's what it is you do get tips there are uh, ways to get compensated for selling product and they take care of a lot of expenses for you it has good opportunities and then it also has some negatives so there's some pros and cons there when it comes to chain salons in a high-end salon you truly need to know what you are doing. You are getting high-end clientele. They have a certain expectation and they want you to do certain things and you are going to have to go above and beyond. When I worked in a salon in Beverly Hills, I realized quickly I didn't like that. I didn't like the type of clientele I was receiving. I didn't like the environment I was in and even though it was beautiful, I felt like I made less money. Now I will say I was an assistant at the time and usually as an assistant you don't get paid a lot. There are some assistants that do, but in my situation at that time, I felt like I was paying to work. So I quit that job and I realized that that's not what I wanted. So in you have to decide what is going to work out for you. And that high-end boutique-like salon, it could be a great environment to learn. You can learn a lot of techniques. A lot of times they have an education program. You get to learn a little bit of the ins and outs because you will work behind someone first before you get there. I do not know one salon that's just going to throw you on the floor straight out of beauty school when it comes to those high-end salons. You usually have to go through either an assistant program or a junior hairstylist or you have to shadow someone for a little while before they'll allow you on the floor as a hairstylist and that could work for someone as well who really wants that education but just know assisting doesn't always mean you're being educated we can talk about that in another podcast episode the other salon that I talked about is one of those smaller salons maybe they have five or six chairs or they're more of a local salon that everyone knows about those salons are going to be great if you want that one-on-one 
one-on-one contact with a hairstylist. I owned a salon like that. It was just five hairstylists, so I had five stations, and we did have a front desk, but it was smaller. It was different, and meaning that, you know, we didn't have commercials to bring clients through the door. We went and got our own clients, and to be honest, no matter which salon you choose, you're gonna wanna get your own clients. At the end of the day, you wanna know what salon you want to be at and that's also going to determine the type of hairstylist you are now i just gave you three salons there's a lot of salons that may be in between those descriptions i've given you but just know you have to understand and think about where do you want to be straight after beauty school. The next thing you want to have is social media. Social media is your online portfolio. If I tell clients that I am a colorist, but I don't have any hair color pictures on my profile, how do they know I really do that? Now, I do understand you are just building a portfolio, but in school, you should have been posting what you could on your portfolio. And what I love about doing that while you're in beauty school is you yourself can see your growth throughout your program, and then you see your growth when you're done with the program. So you should be posting whether you're in beauty school, just getting out, doesn't matter. That does mean you may wanna grab your mom, your cousin, someone in your family, a close friend to practice some of your skills on and post. That does mean that because you need some sort of content, some sort of portfolio work to prove to people that you know what you're doing or that you say you do what you say you do. Now, another thing is make sure that you are taking good pictures. Go on YouTube and look at some videos on how to take good pictures pictures no more should there be a light switch in your picture your someone in your family eating in the background or you know it's fuzzy a messy salon station doesn't matter we want the background to make sense be on purpose and accentuate whatever you're trying to show in your portfolio there's also a debate on if you should post mannequins or live people and i am going to tell you that posting a mannequin there is nothing wrong with Some of the greatest hairstylists show haircuts on a mannequin on Instagram. They show hair color on Instagram. They show hairstyling on Instagram. You can post your mannequin, but you want to make sure it is nice and neat. I have this student that was so amazing in what she did. She posted her mannequins and her mannequins were flawless in hairstyling. And I always show my students her work because she made it happen for herself if she did not have a live model. So the debate on if you should post your mannequin or not, I say go ahead and do it. When you get more clients, take it down. But look at some of your favorite hairstylists that you follow on social media. If you don't have one, you should have a hairstylist that you look up to, someone that inspires you. But look at their feed. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll notice that at some point they had mannequins and if they don't, they deleted them. It's okay, start out where you can. Don't make this a big thing. If you start where you can, you'll be surprised. Just these little steps that you take, you'll be surprised how much you can do. So take baby steps, start with your mannequin if need be. The next thing I wanna talk about is establish your vibe, your style. I do believe that's important. That goes back to your client avatar. For example, if you're someone that's very edgy into like rock and roll music, maybe you like 
vivid hair colors you know I'm just spitting out a scenario here but if that's you someone who loves to have more of that uh, blonding and they love sun-kissed highlights and balayage maybe you're not a good fit right so you want to know what your style is and establish that and then look for clients that are going to fit within that and that becomes your ideal client avatar if you haven't listened to that episode where I talk about how to create your ideal client avatar go ahead and check that out because that's going to help you establish your style and the vibe knowing your style and your vibe is also going to help you fit the salon that you fit in so for example if you are in a salon that you know is by the beach and everything is blonding but maybe you want to do extensions and do edgy haircuts or whatever it may be that may not be the salon for you so establishing your style and your vibe will help you find the correct salon that has a similar style and vibe one of the bonuses that I want to talk to you about is continued education so I did say I would give you three things to consider when it comes to leaving beauty school but you definitely want to always take classes. Right now with the pandemic, a lot of companies have created online education more than before. So now you can take online education classes. Behind the Chair University has a whole university that's online. They have live classes. They have pre-recorded classes. It's like Netflix for hairstylists. Go sign up for their monthly subscription or just pay class by class that's continue education but after you take that class you do have to practice what you learned or it's going to go in your brain and right out okay you have to get your hands moving based on what you have learned so you're going to have to take continued education classes throughout your career but especially after cosmetology school you want to get on those classes right away it's not only going to teach you a lot but it's going to inspire you because it's not an easy road right after cosmetology school it really isn't you have a lot to overcome some fears you don't have a clientele so you have to build that and on top of that you got to start working on your skill so there's a lot going on after beauty school but I'm gonna give you a tip that someone told me but I really didn't pay attention to it until I was in the situation and the tip is not only is continued education important but Paying your dues is too. What I mean by that is you may have to be an assistant before you start building a clientele. You may have to work at the front desk while you're learning new skills or while you're building a clientele. You may have to get a part-time job somewhere. Why? Because clients just don't magically appear because you've graduated from beauty school. You have to go and get them. Nobody is going to just hand you a whole bunch of clients. And if they do, like chain salons might do that. But guess what? Those clients belong to that salon. So when you quit working there, a lot of those clients are not coming with you. So you're going to have to keep that in mind and know that you have to get your clients. You're going to have to go out there and reach out to different people to build your clientele, start creating referral programs, start posting on social media, putting yourself out there to show the world that you are here and you have started your business. Nobody's going to hand you clients. Remember that. And if they do, they belong to that salon. So I say all of this to say that at the end of the day, having a plan is going to help you right after beauty school. 
most students do not actually work in the industry after beauty school. And the reason is, is it's tough out there. They aren't prepared or maybe something happens and they need money right now. I always tell my students the first day of school when they come into our cosmetology program is out of 10 of you guys, only three of you are going to stay in this industry. Only three hairstylist so right there you know it is not for the week this industry is not for the week okay you're gonna have to build up your inspiration you're gonna have to build up your courage you're gonna have to get out there and do things afraid things that you're scared of things that you are nervous about doing you're gonna have to do it and that leads me into my quote of the week you guys know I love to give you guys an inspirational quote to end the show and my quote of the week is, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. If opportunity isn't just showing up for you, whatever that may be, whatever that means, build your own door. Don't wait for someone to give you a handout. Create your own opportunity. There are tons of ways to do that. So I'll read it again. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Thank you so much for listening to Labs Life After Beauty School. I appreciate you guys for reaching out to me. I had someone reach out to me and just tell me how the episodes have been helping her build her salon. Listen, if you guys want me to talk about something or discuss something on this episode, you can reach out to me on Instagram, on social media. I am Deandra Giselle on all social media platforms. You can leave it in the comments below this episode. You can even email me at deandragiselle at gmail.com. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You can reach out to me to tell me if there's something you would like for me to talk about. Remember that every single Wednesday, there is a new episode that drops of this podcast. And don't forget to share with your friends on any social media platform to help other glampreneurs like you find this podcast and hopefully they can get some information that is going to help them build their business. For example, build their own door for their business. Last but not least, if you're not already, go ahead and follow me on YouTube. I am gearing up to launch my YouTube channel and it's also Deandra Giselle. You will notice that it says life after beauty school on there. You'll see my face on my page. And really, I am going to be creating video for you to continue to learn how to build your business. But I'm also going to be posting a lot of the interviews that happen been here on lab so all the interviews that I've done so far I have I have them and now it's time for me to post them on YouTube so that will be happening shortly I will have the subscription link for YouTube also in the show notes all right glampreneurs thank you so much for rocking with me until next time stay connected